the benefit and the payoff from an empowered client who's ready to invest, even if it is a little bit of a stretch, but they're happy to make it, that is a much different energy than someone who feels resentful about their investment, who feels totally unsafe making it, or who needed a ton of encouragement to make it, or who is really putting themselves out to make it. You're listening to the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. I'm your host, Jill Perrick, a business and mindset coach who specializes in imposter syndrome. If you feel like you're not as smart, capable, or worthy as you actually are and that someone is going to find you out, then you've come to the right place. I went from being a struggling government worker, working my coaching business on the side, but feeling unworthy and burnt out to making multiple six figures, helping women overcome imposter syndrome so they too can sign clients, make bank, and have the business or career of their dreams. I am nothing special. I have a stuttering disability, ADHD, and I struggle with anxiety and depression. So if I can learn how to feel good enough and overcome my inner imposter, then so can you. Let's dig in. Hi, my loves. Welcome back to the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. I'm Jill Perrick, business and mindset coach, and I am so excited to be here with you today. And today's topic is a Jose one. We are talking all about why I don't handle money objections. But before we dive in, I'm inviting you to be mentored in my one-to-one coaching program, Fraud to Six Figures. This is the program where your mindset, your energy, your identity, and your business are completely transformed where we align your thoughts and beliefs with the six-figure version of you and the six-figure coaching business that you desire. I help my one-to-one clients unfilter and strengthen their content and their brand, sign coaching clients, and become the six-figure versions of themselves. One of my clients was messaging me this week, actually. She had just raised her prices to 5K and she was already at 70K for the year. Her income is just the icing on the cake, though. The confidence she has in herself as a coach, the way she's showing up in her business, the impact she is making on her clients. It's just so good. And I want this for you too. So head to the show notes and click the link to the application, fill it out, and let's chat on Instagram in the DMs to talk about if I am the coach for you. Now let's get into the episode. Let's dive right into it, shall we? There are so many opinions in the online space about how to handle money objections. And before I tell you what my take is, I have to first say that this is my opinion, and I don't think that yours are bad. If you choose to handle money objections, I completely and totally support you. And I think that sometimes we hear a coach talk about what they think is right for them, and then someone sees that and takes it as the ultimate truth, you might even get into a container with a coach who really does believe that there is a right or wrong way and can enforce that culture too, which I think is different than just seeing a post. But regardless, you get to decide what feels good in your body. You get to decide what feels right for you and you can also change your mind. My opinions about virtually everything have changed when it comes to coaching and it gets to. I'm allowed to change my mind and you can change yours too. So even if my opinions aren't your vibe today, that's totally okay. I get to share my opinions and the people who agree with me are going to love it and that is what I care about. And the same goes for you and your thought leadership too. So I had a client the other day who had an inquiry, but the inquiry said to my client that she couldn't afford her prices when my client gave them to her. So my client was asking me how I would have handled the conversation. How would I handle her objection? And I said that I don't handle money objections. And here's all the reasons why I wouldn't. 
So firstly, it is clear to me that this person does not value the service at the amount that my client charges. And there is nothing wrong with that whatsoever. The problem is not that the price is too high. The problem per se is that this person doesn't value the service at that price. Not that she doesn't value the service at all. She clearly does because she inquired, right? But value is relative. And the only person who is responsible for determining the value is the one who is charging. And then you align your energy and your frequency to that amount so you can sell it to the people who also value your service at that amount. Does this make sense? Like for example, a coach in this space was charging a hundred something for a masterclass. And while the information was something I'd be interested in, I didn't value it at $100 or something. But that has nothing to do with the actual value of the masterclass. I'm sure it was amazing and she sold tons of spots. I just didn't value it at that price and therefore I didn't buy it. Now, this doesn't mean you lower your price. I am one person out of many, but maybe as she was selling it, she said something that caught my eye or she positions her messaging a certain way that I would have been like, oh, okay, you know what? Like I do need to be there, so I'll buy it. I would have changed my opinion about the value, but the actual value does not change. And I want you to pay really close attention to this. The value of your service does not change based on who is looking at it. Like, I am not a car person. My fiance will see a car and he'll be like, whoa, do you know how much that car is? And I'll look at it and I'll think it's ugly and no way would I pay for a car like that. But it doesn't mean that the car isn't worth that amount. And you need to believe this when it comes to your services. And this is why no one else but you can decide what you charge. It is your job to get behind your price and why it's worth that and then communicate the fuck out of it. That is what we do with our marketing. We are communicating the value of our services, not to convince, but to invite people to see how the value we can deliver can solve their problem or change their life. So no, I wouldn't try to convince this person that was inquiring with my client to see the value. They will continue to see her marketing and then perhaps they will eventually sell themselves on it. But it doesn't change the value of her service when somebody says they can't afford it. Secondly, I don't ever want to be responsible for someone's decision to invest in me. I want them to come to that decision on their own. I was once coached on to do whatever it took when it came to signing clients. Tell them what they want to hear, work out the longest payment plans, etc. And this felt viscerally so wrong in my body. But there was a time where my own self-trust wasn't there, so I listened. And I felt so responsible for all of my clients, like an unhealthy amount of responsibility. While yes, I think investing is scary and can feel scary and that doesn't mean it's wrong, I don't desire to be in my clients' wallets. I don't want to tell them what they can and can't afford. Whatever story they're telling themselves is on them and I don't have permission to change their story until they are a paying client. I want them to feel empowered in their decision, not that I'm pushing for them to be a client and reassuring them that if they just made it work, it would be worth their while. I know it'll be worth exactly what I charge. So how do I help them come to their decision on their own? Content. 
I write emails, post posts, post stories and testimonials. I don't put a timeline on a client deciding to work with me because when they are ready is the perfect time. When a client feels ready to work with me, that is what creates an amazing relationship. We don't want clients who are investing in us because we gave them the idea that we're going to save them. That is not what calls in competent, coachable clients. Now, do I think offering payment plans and extended payment plans are a vibe? Of course they are. They can totally serve your client and I built my own business on payment plans. I am on an extended payment plan right now with my mentor and that feels so good. But never go against your own values or boundaries to create a payment plan for someone. If you need to bend way too far in a way that doesn't even feel like you're being, adequately compensated, it is not a good fit right now. Another reason why I don't handle money objections is because it doesn't put me in my worthy woman kind of energy. It makes me feel like I'm convincing people that they should pay me and that feels so fucking gross to me. It also makes me feel like I'm looking down on people, like they aren't smart enough to understand that investing is good for them. One time I had a coach voice messaging me when I was trying to decide if I was going to join her mastermind again or not. And the way she was talking to me saying that investing is necessary, I'm going to need the support, the success is going to go down and she's going to need to be there or I'm going to need support when it inevitably goes down. It just felt like she was like wagging her finger at me instead of empowering me to make a decision from a place of self-trust. And I ultimately decided to not reinvest, which was a very smart decision on my part. But I don't need to be told why it's important to invest in yourself and neither do your clients. Instead, I know why it's important for me and I believe that my ideal clients share the same values and that's what comes through in my content. I trust that my ideal clients are people who already know that they need the work that I do and that they want to do the work on themselves and on their businesses. Hey guys, I hope you're loving today's episode. I am just taking a brief pause in today's episode to share with you a client testimonial. These testimonials are either from group coaching clients or clients who are in my one-to-one coaching program. And I can't wait for you to hear how I have changed their lives and their businesses for the better. She helped me break through um, limiting beliefs and become more confident and just have a better understanding of why I am the way I am. And um, she really empowered me to stop seeking validation outside of myself and trust my intuition more and really allow myself to um, grow rapidly with that self-trust. Thank you guys so much for listening. Now let's get back to the episode. Think of it this way. If you feel like you're talking to your audience or someone directly and it feels like you're trying to convince them that they should invest in you, that's a red flag. Versus you're talking to someone who wants to invest and they're just trying to figure out how to make it work. Like I messaged my current mentor and was like, hey, I want in your mastermind. Can we work out a payment plan? I wasn't asking her to convince me that I should spend the money. I had already decided I was going to and wanted to work out a way that felt good and comfortable for me. These are two completely different energies. And it's why you'll see me share on stories that I do extended payment plans and the details around that because I assume people want to know that information because they're already considering working with me. 
Another reason why I don't handle money objections is because it doesn't align with the kind of client that I want to attract. If someone isn't sure about me or my container to the point that I feel like I have to handle their objections, that person isn't for me. And maybe one day my content turns them into a paying client. Maybe they eventually find out what they need to know so they can invest. But my kind of soulmate client knows I'm the coach for them based on the content I'm putting out. My kind of soulmate client is someone who takes action and who trusts themselves enough to make a decision for themselves. I don't want to hold someone's hand throughout the whole purchasing process, leading them along. I had someone reach out recently because I made a post about a container that I invested in and they were like, who are you investing in? Also, are you looking to add another coach to your roster? Like suggesting themselves as a new coach for me. And I was like, this feels gross. I can make my own decisions. I don't need to be told about what's best for me. And the same thing goes for my potential client. I trust them to make a decision for themselves and to lead themselves because it will replicate their process when they work with me in coaching. Handling money objections have always felt like I'm convincing someone to work with me and that I'm taking them out of their power. And I am just not here for that because anytime I have made a disempowered buying decision, it has never turned out the way I wanted it to. And if that means people need more content or more information to buy from me, it's not a problem. The benefit and the payoff from an empowered client who's ready to invest, even if it is a little bit of a stretch, but they're happy to make it, that is a much different energy than someone who feels resentful about their investment, who feels totally unsafe making it, or who needed a ton of encouragement to make it, or who is really putting themselves out to make it. Now, I also think that people really believe their limiting stories when it comes to what they can afford. They'll tell a coach, "Ugh, I really want to invest in this, but I can't afford it. And I have blocked that phrase from my vocabulary, except for obviously right now, because it's actually not about affording at all. It's about prioritizing. Like I've said to a coach before who pitched me that their investment is just not a priority for me right now. And that is more truthful than saying that I can't afford it. So be honest with yourself when you see something you really want to invest in. Can you truly not afford it or is it just not enough of a priority for you right now? And it's okay if it's not. If you want something bad enough, you'll make it happen. Whether it's using a credit card or a loan or skimping on an expense or cutting back. I used credit cards to build my business. No shame. There is not an ounce of shame there at all anymore because I knew the money would come back tenfold and that An investment in myself was never a mistake. The investments were a priority, so I made it happen. So yes, sometimes potential clients will tell a story about what they can afford. And whether they're being honest with themselves or not, it's actually none of my business. Again, why would I spend my time trying to change someone's story when I can spend my time marketing to the clients who want and believe in my offer and already see the value? And my last little riff on this is that I don't handle money objections because it's very simple in my mind. Are they investing or are they not? I don't wish to entertain the back and forth. I don't know kind of energy. My potential client can totally be unsure and go back and forth with themselves, but I personally don't invite that 
energy in a sales conversation. For me, it's very simple when I make investments. I decide to make the investment and then I make it. I'm not hemming and hawing over it for weeks. And that's because money objections are actually fear of investment objections. Flavors of, is this going to work for me? That's what people are really asking. They want to know if they're going to get the transformation. And if it's a situation where you're selling something to help them make money, they want to know if they'll be able to make their investment back or more or develop skills so they'll be able to do so. And when it comes to handling those objections, this can all be done through your content, sharing testimonials in your own story, talking about your offer with power and belief, talking about the transformation you can help your clients achieve. This will give your potential clients the confidence and belief to make an empowered decision about investing in you. I may not handle money objections, but I do respond to objections regarding other things like time, for example. A potential client may not think that they have the time to overcome imposter syndrome and grow their online coaching business. So I might share why I don't believe that's true and a person can choose to see my opinion and agree with it, or it could even change someone's perspective, which is always the goal when it comes to content, but I just see that as responding to questions or responding to objections. Handling implies control or manipulation, and I don't know if it's the ADHD or the eldest daughter vibes, but if I hate anything, it's being told what to do. Investing should be an empowering experience for both sides of the sales process. And that's another thing. As the coach, you shouldn't have to compromise your values or your boundaries to make a sale. Choosing ahead of time not to handle objections is a blessing for you too. Because instead of trying to figure out how to word your message a certain way, you can just energetically let someone go who says they can't afford you, which will free you and your energy up for someone who is a way better fit. I do extended payment plans for my offers, but they're always within my boundaries. I know it's a risk to do an extended payment plan, but it's a risk I'm willing to take as long as I feel adequately compensated. I've done payment plans that did not feel good to me, and it's because I overstepped my boundaries because I wanted to sign a client. So by all means, do an extended payment plan if a client really wants to work with you and wants to make it work. Just make sure it is within your boundaries and not going against your own values. So there you have it, all the reasons why I don't handle money objections. I hope you loved and resonated with this episode, and if you did, you are my people. I'm currently taking one-to-one coaching clients for my one-to-one coaching program, Fraud to Six Figures. You'll be privately mentored by me so you can be your most true, authentic self online, market and sell your offers effectively, sign coaching clients at premium prices and grow your coaching business to six figures. Three to six month containers are available as well as payment plans and extended payment plans. Head to the show notes and apply from there. I love you guys and I'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. Head to the show notes to learn how you can work with me, where you can buy my best-selling book, You're Not Special, and how to get on my email list for free. Screenshot this episode and add it to your Instagram stories, tagging me at your coach, Jill. See you next time.